0: hello my witches and wizards this is madison and this, this is, jordan. is jordan and you're listening to you know what gets me the podcast where two nerds sit in a pillow fort and drag the things we love because honestly I got some questions so warning spoilers duh unpopular opinions most certainly what about fucks given absolutely none. great now let's rip into it
1: She's just like, the only thing I can think of when I think of Tulani is the type of person who tells you to take essential oils and gives you a rock when you broke your leg. <laughs> and I can't. Rude. I can't fuck with her. I can't do it. I hate her
0: so much. What is it? What did Harry Potter get into his teacup? It was called the Grim. What a Grim looks like is a fucking dog, a black dog, which is Sirius Black's animagus. A black literal dog, which was serious black.
1: Which is the thing that gets me is she is a prophet. I know most of the time she doesn't know what she's talking about, but she always sees the correct stuff. She was right. She's always right. And I think the, this is where the, like, the foreshadowing really hit hard in Harry Potter. Because I will say J.K. Rowling is really good at foreshadowing. She's okay. always been good at foreshadowing.
0: We can allow her that.
1: But the second she was like, I'm adding divination... She went overboard. She was like, I will give you every Chekhov's gun. I will give you five of them. Five. <laughs> did Jesus. I mention a thing that did I mention a thing that seemed like it'd be useless? Ah uh, no, it's definitely coming back. I promise you that right now. I'm like, watch yourself, bitch. No,
0: uh first of all, Harry Potter lives to suffer. He does. That's, That's awesome. all I learned from that class. He needs That's all I learned from that class. He needs so much. Also, Ron was right. Like he was looking through his shit his book when he was trying to read uh harry potter's tea leaves and he said you're going to suffer but you're going to be happy about it he was only proud about the suffering shit but at the end of all of his suffering he is happy and then the suffering starts again and it takes away all that mm-hmm. happiness mm-hmm. which is he just hilarious has so
1: little good in his life that he'll take all the other shit just to get the good part again and i'm real sad for him
0: but okay Here's what, here's what gets me about that divination class. And this is what I wanted to talk about. Okay. So in this divination class, um, Hermione shows up, pops up, and she's trying to, they're looking through crystal balls at this point, And Hermione's trying to say something. And the professor takes her hand and she was like, when you walked into this classroom, I realized that you, did not have the gift. You are young in body, however, your soul is old and shriveled, like the pages of a book that we glare upon. And Hermione was like, eat dick, old bitch. <laughs> yes. She was. And fucking <laughs> fucking leaves, which I think is the proper um, the proper response. But she knocks the crystal ball over and she leaves. And then later on, Harry Potter sees the crystal ball, picks it up, and decides to take it back to the class. Now, here is the thing. When he goes back to the class, nobody's in there. The professor isn't in there. At least he can't see her right away. But he sees that there is a crystal ball on her desk. And he looks into the crystal ball and he actually sees things. And that means that every it's like she when she's talking to Hermione about it, it's obvious that only certain people could have the gift of divination, of seeing into the future. And depending on how you're looking at the class, not a lot of people have it. It's very It's a subtle art, and it's something that you have to be, like, born of leaning towards, something that you have to be able to do. It's, like, in your blood. And Harry Potter can do it. But when he did it, it was accidental. He didn't know what he was doing. And when he was trying to do it before with Ron, he had fallen asleep. So obviously whenever he's with Ron, he's always not paying attention. He wasn't, he's never focusing when he's with Ron. He just fell asleep because they were probably fucking around and bored as hell, which makes sense. It's divination. You're just staring into a crystal ball. But he had no reason to focus. But that was another bout of accidental magic when he was looking into this crystal ball and actually seeing the future. So he has the ability to see it. He has that fun in him. Harry Potter could very well be a fucking prophet, but it is an ability that he has ne- that he doesn't get trained for. He's never trained for it and he never will train for it. It's just another ability that he has and mainly that could seriously do something amazing that he never gets to do anything with. It's just another bout of accidental magic. He could literally be another prophet. All you fan fiction writers out there, if you need another prompt. Well, that's yeah. one. That's a
1: good one. Kalani is just a really interesting character in the stories because she's literally just sort of like, and it felt like J.K. Rowling had been reading Greek mythology and she's like, I'm going to write Cassandra into this. I'm bringing back the Priestess of Apollo. She has entered the chat and no one's listening, including no, her. No
0: one's listening. No one's going anywhere.
1: No one believes you. And that's funny because you're going to be correct.
0: But let's talk about Buckbeak,
1: Buckbeak! Buckbeak! This is why I fuck
0: Draco. How oh, dare you? No, here's the thing. I just think I understand why Buckbeak is there. I do, but I find him a very pointless added-on to the story. I truly do. But also, I feel like he truly does showcase the fact that Hagrid should not be allowed to teach.
1: <laughs> That's fair. That's super fair. Here's the thing. In Hogwarts, they have care of magical creatures. Mm-hmm. which was going to be a dangerous class no matter what. Mandrakes were, what was that, first, second year? And those things could literally kill you. Mm-hmm. But but those were like plants,
0: yeah. weren't they? They those were. were like plants that you pull out of the earth and then they start screaming at you. They, they were fucking plants. They're not cognitive creatures that desire your respect.
1: <laughs> right a
0: hippogriff is an intelligent magical creature which is just on another level because no 13 year old is intelligent 13 <laughs> year olds are dumb as hell that's a fact and they don't understand they don't understand respect they're still throwing spitballs and paperballs at their teacher's backs and if they could get away with it they'd fucking do it 13 uh, year olds are fucking stupid and they don't understand the concept of respect. They could hardly give... A Severus snake wasn't so much of a hard ass. They would not respect the subject that is potions. And they would have died a hundred times over. Mm-hmm. They are in defense against the dark arts and they don't give that subject the respect that it deserves. And if somebody was putting things in practice, bring actual dark creatures that could that were intelligent into the defense against the dark arts, those fuckers would be dead in the hour because they don't give these magical subjects the respect that they deserve. They don't understand the concept of respect. Hippogriffs demand your respect, demanded. It. And it's good, to th- it's good to teach about them. You, it's good to teach about all the magical creatures, but only to study them, to put that shit in the practice. You can't put a dangerous creature that res- like, that demands your respect or else it'll trample you to death in front of a bunch of fucking
1: 13-year-olds. I will agree that I think all practical handling of animals should probably happen around their fifth year. But the, just putting it into, what is the word I'm looking for? Putting it into perspective. There we go. That was like, what is the word that starts with a P? Putting into perspective of the rest of the classes. They should have died in all of those. They take didn't all of those, but those are
0: actual professors. Hagrid is not a professor. Hagrid, love him to death, would we'll go to war for that man, but he's dumb as hell. Yeah. We've already discussed if we can't trust him with shit. I'm trusting him. We couldn't trust him with the lives of a bunch of kids, when we were using him to just uh, for detention. And then he led Draco and Harry and a bunch of other assholes into the Forbidden Forest and then ditched them with a cowardly dog. He might as well have given their lives over to Scooby Doo. <laughs> hagrid is not smart when it comes to the practicality of classes because hagrid has always had um he's always had like these um what is it called this understanding this leaning towards magical creatures and he's had that even since he was in hogwarts he doesn't understand that other people don't give magical creatures the respect they they deserve hagrid understands that because he's always leaned towards magical creatures and also he's a half giant and he doesn't get the respect that he deserves. So he lends that respect to other people and magical creatures because like them he is an outcast. I went a bit deep there, but my point fucking stands.
1: I know I'm not gonna argue with you. I'm just like, making a have died in any of those classes and I'm not surprised a little asshole got his arm shredded because he decided to be a little asshole. Yeah, he deserved it.
0: Yeah first of all, Draco deserved it. Oh, yeah. uh, Draco deserves a lot of things. He should learn humility from this moment, but he does not. Not. Do- he doesn't learn shit from this moment. Nothing. But still, he was almost mauled by a creature. If someone was almost mauled by a dog, regardless of the asshole actions of a kid, somebody would want to put that dog down. <laughs> like Draco was just an asshole whose parents have influence. Same concept. Bigger
1: dog. Bigger dog. Smarter dog. Dog with claws and talents and a beak. Why did you think... You can I don't understand why that kid is that fucking dumb. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't fucking know. But I do like that. I do like Buckbeak, though. I do not know why that side plot was important.
0: It wasn't important. The importance of Buffy, I have it written down somewhere, uh, understand that Buffy as a whole doesn't matter. The point of him is to get Hermione to admit that she has a time turner and to later use it to save Buffy's life and Sirius Black's life. That is the only reason why he is important.
1: You could have done, oh, they needed a reason for them to split up. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was like, they could have just done Sirius Black. There's no reason to bring Buckbeak into this. Like, no, they needed Harry Potter to be alone to almost get killed again. Oh, God.
0: Let's talk about that later. Harry Potter's dumb as
1: shit. <laughs> he really is. I mean, good for that poor boy. He's brave. He's desperate. Desperate. That's a better word. <laughs> but maybe try not to die every year.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, the Boggett the bog art personally yeah. i fucking love that thing when it comes to dark creatures uh, applause on creativity i love that fucking thing it turns into your worst fucking fear now you have to be a certain type of asshole to become a person's worst fear that's me that's right i'm talking about Severus fucking snake mm-hmm. who's mm-hmm. neville longbottom's worst fear that's right um i said that i was gonna talk about neville longbottom and i'm gonna do it now Neville Longbottom always gets destroyed in the stick. All the fucking time. Always! Even, when, even uh, when he was in the forest with Harry Potter and, like, before the Buckbeat incident, he was just trying to open his book, and he nearly got torn to shreds by it.
1: That poor child, that poor child has done nothing wrong but try to survive, and he's failing constantly, and I just don't know what to do. It's not his fault. He's trying his fucking hardest. The thing about... The thing about Snape being his ball is that this is one of the few times in the movies that they really highlight how much a fucking problem Snape is. Mm-hmm. You should not be a child's biggest fear as a professor. And it's not because you're a hard grader. It's not because you're a little intimidating. It's because you actively go out of your way to bully a 13-year-old, and you have since he was 11. And that is a fucking problem.
0: You're actively terrifying. You're actively terrifying what i will say about Severus Snape, about neville's fear about Severus Snape, is that neville longbottom doesn't fear things he fears people he's never feared a single like active thing like somebody in there was afraid of spiders somebody was in there was afraid of snakes harry was afraid of dementors which you later found out they like, which you later find out is because he was afraid of fear itself Um, Nice presidential speech there, asshole. (laughs) But um, Neville is afraid of people, actual people. Like when he was like, I'm afraid of Severus Snape. That's my biggest fear. His second biggest fear was his own grandmother.
1: Yeah, that also says bad things about their relationship. I'm concerned for him genuinely all the time. Mm -hmm. You should be. He isn't, he's a very brave boy. Don't get me wrong. Yes, he is. He
0: isn't afraid of magical creatures. He isn't afraid of like... His main subject is herpology. He's a very smart and very brave boy, but it's just people that gets him. I just don't think he understands how to get used to and, like, get over his fear of people. That's fair. But, yeah, he definitely gets a short step into the stick. And I understand being afraid of Severus Snape, but I feel like Neville is the only person who would fear Severus Snape to that degree. Because it doesn't, like... Severus Snape is a shitty person, and he is a shitty person too. It's just like a different fucking degree. And that is a fact. Yes. That is a fucking fact. But he is no harder on Neville than he is the other kids because he actively goes after everyone. It doesn't matter if you're a Gryffindor, a Ravenclaw, or a Hufflepuff. If he thinks you're a little asshole, he's going to treat you that way.
1: The only person he's mean is meaner to than everybody else is Harry Potter because he it's looks Harry- at that kid and sees his father is like, he could die. He could die right if now. It wasn't for was... your, if it wasn't for your green eyes, this kid would have been murdered. I would curb stomp this little fucker if given the opportunity. I don't he, care if it takes my magic. He's lucky if it's, uh, he keeps looking me in the eye with the, his mother's eyes. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd have killed him.
0: Would, if it wasn't for the laws of this land, I would have slaughtered you long ago. He is so mean. <laughs> but, yeah, I just... Severus Snake is a piece of shit. But he's actively a piece of shit to every single person. Mm-hmm. To all of the kids. So it's not that he's just picking on Neville Longbottom so ferociously that Neville can't get over his fear of him. He bullies Neville Longbottom and he bullies everybody else in the Gryffindor house. Neville just takes it more to heart. Another thing
1: that the Bogart highlighted that was really interesting, because they didn't let Harry fight in the class. They were like, not you. <laughs> nah. Right. I don't know if it happened in the movie or not, but there's, he has an entire sit down with Lupin where he's like, why wouldn't you let me fight the Bogart in class? He's like, I'm not going to let Voldemort show up in the middle of a, a class full of 13 year olds. That would be a, a terrible
0: idea. And the movie, it was different because in the movie, they did have like a sit down. But Harry Potter was like, why didn't you let me fight it? And Remus is like, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't think a Dementor was going to show up. Though I was fully really prepared for Voldemort to pop up in class, but not a Dementor. Yeah. Was not
1: ready for that. He was, I was like, it couldn't have been that shook. In the book, he was like, I didn't let you have face the bogart class because I'm not letting Voldemort show up in a class full of 13-year-olds. And Harry's like, I'm not afraid of Voldemort. And Lupin's like, what? He's like, nah, I thought you just didn't want me to embarrass myself and have a Dementor show up. And he was like, you're more afraid of Dementors than Voldemort? And he's like, yeah. That bitch has tried to kill me twice, and I'm so far still breathing. But the mentors keep coming for me, <laughs> and I'm <guessing> every time, <laughs> I, I can't fight back against. Dinner. I'm like, I can't fight back against those. And he's like, That is a interesting thing you have said to me, child. And I was like, That is an interesting thing you have said to him, child. It's it's really wild when you see that the even the
0: professors are like, I'm sorry, you're afraid of a magical creature, but you're not scared of the man who has tried to kill you at least three times. You're not afraid of him. That's when you realize that uh, uh, Harry's got a lot of bravery, but no brains. This
1: The desensitized? Desensitized to the fear of the man who keeps trying to murder him. That child needs therapy is what that tells me. Like, I've known that for a while. I've known that since book one. But if you were so desensitized to the fact that Voldemort's spirit keeps coming back and trying to kill you, I don't. I don't know what to do. Lupin had every reason to believe Voldemort should have been the thing that popped up from that bogart, And you're like, no, Dementors. And he's like, that worries me for several reasons. I'm like, you're right. There's a lot to unpack there. There's a lot to unpack there. There's a lot to unpack there. And I don't 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 have the time for all of that. No, I really don't. But I am also concerned about this child. But Lupin goes, I guess I'll just teach you how to fight Dementors then. Thanks for that, Lupin. I guess that's the next step. Because if you're not a therapist, my
0: kid needs one. Um. <laughs> that, that, their little sit down, that also brings me to why I feel some sort of way about Remus Lupin. Now, if you've read the book or if you've watched the movie, then you already know that Remus Lupin is a werewolf. Fuck. If you paid attention to my little summary, which I worked very hard on, and if you didn't listen to it, then I'm offended and you can eat shit. Uh, Remus Lupin is a fucking werewolf. Now, that is not my issue with him. My issue with him is that hes he was talking to Harry. They were having a little heart-to-heart. And he was talking about Harry's dad. And um, he was saying that Harry's dad was a troublemaker and that if rumors were true, that Harry Potter was also, he had inherited that from his father. And I don't like that people keep readily comparing Harry Potter to his father. I don't like it. I don't. Remus doesn't know Harry, and Harry damn sure doesn't know his dad. And that boy's got that boy's gonna get a fucking complex. That also brings up my issue that nobody tells Harry Potter shit about his parents except for his aunt and his uncle. And you may be like, well, there aren't a lot of people around to tell him shit. That's bullshit. Dumbledore is around; he could be able to talk to her. McGonagall is around; he should be able to talk to her. He should be able to talk to her. Fuck the Weasleys went to school with both James Potter. And like, and, um, Lily and Lily and Lily, they had to have had, they fought in a war with them. They had to have at least one or two stories about them, but they never tell Harry Potter shit about the people who are after them, the people that he's fighting for, or the people who died for him. And I have serious issues for that. He's going into every situation blind. And the only time when they bring up his parents is when he's in like serious strife and serious issues. And when they're the ones that are reminiscing but he never gets a straight answer about his parents. He just hears things from his aunt and his uncle, and he's made up like an image of his father and his mother in his mind about how great they were based on like a few scat stories that he hears. It's like, oh, she was very smart. Oh, he was very brave. Oh, he um, was a very good Quidditch player. Then maybe you should be a Quidditch player. But he never gets solid answers about jack shit about them. And I have I just, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any real fucking sense because there are stories about them. There are people that are actively in his life that have real stories about James Potter and Lily Evans. They have stories about him. They have stories about Remus Lupin, Sirius Black, and Peter Pettigrew, and how all four of them together were fucking monsters, and they have those. Yes, they were. But they never tell Harry about anything. Harry knows jack shit about his parents, but he is in a position where he could know everything, and no one tells him anything. They really
1: don't. And and not until he's in a very vulnerable position where they can either make him feel better or feel like shit, depending on the adult who's talking about his parents, Mm -hmm. do they get brought up. And I'm just like, I feel like maybe someone should give them solid facts about his parents, besides just like small reminiscences when he is in like the lowest place he could be in. That would be nice. That would be just like lovely, maybe. I just have great issues with the fact that everybody
0: has stories about Lily and Potter. and No one's telling him whatsoever. That gives me great pause. The iconic phrase. Turn to page
1: 394.
0: (laughs) When Snape
1: took over Lupin's class? For a day? Ooh, you can't a man out like that.
0: First up, Okay, this is the this is the moment that need you were talking about earlier that I also want to talk about again. It's the fact that Hermione doesn't know when to shut the fuck up. True. She doesn't know when to shut the fuck up and that is a fact. Look, Severus Snape walks in and he was like, turn up page 394 and then he's talking and he's talking and he's talking. He's like, does anybody know the uh, difference between a werewolf and a an magus? Does it even pause? And he's like, no, disappointing. That means that he was done with the conversation. And Hermione was like, Actually, I do. And she starts spewing off information. And Severus is like that is like, that is the third, fourth fucking time that she was spoken out without permission in my class. Hermione Granger, do you just not know when to shut the fuck up? Must you be a know-it-all at all points? <laughs> like, you? She, she does not know the definition of a rhetorical question, apparently. But in the movie, in the movie, is what got me. In the movie, she speaks out And Severus Snape is like, you know it all, bitch. And Ron is like, she is a know-it-all, bitch. And then Severus (laughs) is like, (laughs) Severus is like four points from Gryffindor. Here's my idea from that. Severus Snape is like, first of all, you need to learn how to shut the fuck up. You need to learn how to shut the fuck up. And then people agree with him. But then he he takes points from Gryffindor, not because of her minding, but because Ron also spoke out of turn. Because he can't take points away from her because she's wrong. But he's like, if you're going to, if you're going to speak out, add something to the conversation. And if you're going to speak out and you're going to lose points anyway, say something that matters. Stand up for your bitch over here. You not standing. What? What's up with you Roofing Doors and house Unity? Why don't you have it?
1: Five <laughs> points. Give it to me. It's just one of the major examples of Snape being better in the movies and Ron being worse in the movies. Because <laughs> in the book, Ron was like, hey, don't talk to her like that. And the rest of the kids were like, Yeah, don't talk to her like that. And he was like, fuck all of you individually. Because Nape Nape in the book, he didn't just go after Hermione. He walked in and was like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you. I don't care what class you're in. Go fuck yourselves individually. I hate you all. And they were like, can I breathe? I'm just sitting here. I'm just sitting up in here in my class, not expecting you at all. And suddenly, I'm being
0: accosted. Being accosted. Oh no, but in the movie, Severus literally walks in and he's bringing such action, such dynamics, such strife, I was I was taken aback. I felt like I was being accosted. <laughs> yeah. I was being attacked, this man was sh- this man was serving me. And Damn just, you, Alan Rickman, thank you.
1: And everyone was like, well, I guess it's gonna be a
0: bad day. Literally, everybody was like, shit. And Hermione was like, where's Professor Lupin? And Ron was like, where the fuck did you come from? <laughs> like, you weren't here. I know where <laughs> This is the moment that you can truly see Ron losing his fucking mind. Because all throughout this movie, Hermione has been nowhere and then everywhere. And then Ron has not known what to do with himself the entire time. <laughs> i like, excuse me? Where the fuck did you show it's like, she wasn't here, Harry. She wasn't here. And Harry was like, calm the fuck down. And Hermione was like, she
1: wasn't here. And that's how you know <laughs> where the brain cells go when Hermione's not there. Because in a group, they have three. And Hermione has all of them. But when Hermione's gone, they get transferred to Harry. Because he was like, I've noticed. And I don't know why you're still upset. Hermione's,
0: Harry's just like, just get over it. But no, no. Uh, OK, so Severus walks in, giving me such life. And he's like, turn to this page. And Hermione is like, "That's werewolves." And he was like, "Do you not think that I? Do you think I? I just tell you to turn on things, and I don't think about it beforehand? Shut the fuck up." He's like, "I know it's werewolves. You're about to hear something about werewolves today." <laughs> First of all, Snape is a snitch, right? was like you can't t- you can't tell a man's personal business like that. That's illegal and rude. That's illegal and rude. But don't oh my goodness! And we learned about it later on in the Harry Potter series why he has such an axe to grind with Rama Lupin which I feel like is only fair. <laughs> I didn't even know what he did. And I'm just like, yeah, I get it. It was like, it was, it's one thing to bully a man. It's another thing to almost fuck him up like that. But also that's serious as fault. Sirius's that's a- serious fault? It's a, I know it's serious's fault, but there's a, what, who do you, what memory sticks with you more? The fact right? That experience almost stuck me, like, almost like brought you to your death, or the fact that Jaw snapped that close to your neck. Right? I mean, <laughs> what do you remember?
1: A thousand percent. It's like, he might have told me and trapped and put me in this dangerous situation, but you almost killed me. And I will rem- Whether it's an accident or not, I remember the fact that I saw my life flash before my eyes, and that was you. And one day, one day, my vengeance will be wrought upon you. It's like, Snape was just not doing okay in this book.
0: He Snape was, was like, not doing okay. Snape was not all right. Could you? In the opening ceremony, I don't know if it was the same in the book as it was in the movie. In the opening ceremony, all the professors were up there sitting about doing their own business. But Severus Snape was sat legitimately right next to Remus Lupin. And if you could see that man's face. Uh glorious!
1: I don't remember the seat position, but I do know that he was just he, he didn't eat, he wasn't talking to nobody, he just turned and stared directly at him like, you you have the audacity to show back up in front of me, What kills and me you'll is regret that-
0: it oh my goodness um, in the print like, in the, what was it, Half-Blood Prince yeah, and we'll definitely get to this, so this is just like a flash to the Half-Blood
1: future. Half-Blood
0: Prince is the best one Half-Blood Prince is the best one this is a flash into the future um Sirius decided that he was going to play a prank on Severus Snape. Now- co- Oh, no, this happened in this book. No.
1: Here's the thing. They don't- ch- The movies start fucking shit up. So we're starting to get to the point where our information is going to be off sync.
0: Oh, shit. All right. All right. Well, here's the thing. If I'm not fucking with the people who've read the book, then I'll fuck with the people who have just watched the movie, like me. Back in the day, S- Sirius had this little, this little idea in his little- in his little, uh. Uh, monkey brain <laughs> 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 he was going he to play a prank on Severus and to this day I do not understand this prank I do not get it but here's the idea he was going to lure Severus Snape to the Shrieking Shack on a full moon to where Moody was in his My werewolf form. forms after that, I don't know what the split of the tank was, because in my mind, that just spells out murder. Okay, <laughs> that's a murder. You killed him. i oh, trying know. to make In my mind, that was a ha, ha, he, he, funny joke, but in my mind, he could have got Severus Snape killed and Remus Lupin labeled as a murderer.
1: Or <laughs> at least thrown out of school and ruined his life. And I'm just like, sir, Sirius is a bad friend. At at best, you exposed your friend's secret. At worst, you murdered a kid. It's just, it's so many things
0: could have gone wrong. So many things could have gone wrong. And after that, obviously, Severus was furious.
1: Yep. Furious beyond
0: all belief. And that's how uh, Severus Snape and Lily Evans' uh, relationship came to a standstill. Because that happened, and then what, Lily Evans was trying to defend some shit? But anywho, back to the point at hand, yeah, uh, Severus Snape almost got fucking killed, and instead of being on his side in his very emotional time of nearly uh, being put six feet under, uh, Lily Evans was on the wrong side, still sided with the Gryffindors, that Gryffindors were inherently good or whatever class of shit Dumbledore was shoving her down her throat. At that time and still calling his uh Slytherin friends pieces of shit. And uh Severus cussed her the fuck out. <laughs> and I just feel like at that time that was the only time that it was deserved. I was like, first of all, it was an emotional moment in his life, an emotional moment where he was almost killed by your friends. And instead of helping him alongside of that, you were just berating him. And I personally just don't understand why we were so hung up on lily evans because she was a bitch
1: well lily evans was interesting in a a way that every that jk rowling kept telling me that she was she kept telling me that lily evans is interesting but i have no proof i have no proof i just have no proof that lily evans never did anything interesting other than sacrifice herself for her son she knew enough about magic that love magic would somehow protect her from the most evil of spells. And I was like, that's cool. I'll say, interesting. That That friendship is is magic somehow got, you pulled friendship is magic out of your ass enough to save your son's life. I don't like it. I don't like the fact that love
0: magic is what makes her so interesting. I don't even like the fact that we're calling it love magic because that doesn't sound fair. She sacrifices herself so that her boy can live, but that doesn't sound like love magic to me. That sounds like blood magic. Especially when considering the fact that Harry Potter later is confirmed that he has to stay with his family, his Mm. family, and live in their house because of their blood relation and that is what's protecting him, his blood relation to these people.
1: And they always describe that as her, the love being extended through her extended family. But
0: But that makes no sense.
1: That's blood magic. Yeah, and that makes absolutely
0: no sense because Lily Evans did not love her. She probably, she probably... Appreciated her sister in some sort of way, loved her deep down, but that love did not extend to them in that way, because her sister was a bitch and they hadn't been in contact with each other for years and years, especially during the war. There's absolutely no way that that magic could have deferred to them, and even if it was love magic, that must mean that um the love that extended to the extended family. Had to be like kept alive through love and the exactly. I was like yourself. they
1: never they never treated Harry with anything even like, like approaching love. And you think even if Lily loved her family or loved her sister, you would think she'd have to at least pass that shit on to keep it working?
0: Yeah, that makes that makes no sense to me. I'm sure there are theorists out there already typing in the comments, and I appreciate you absolutely. Like, please, I do want I want to know other people's thoughts about this because I'm like mm. I simply don't like it. I don't like him, but at the end of the day, what I'm saying is that Severus Snape is right to hate Remus Lupin and Sirius, like in Sirius Black. He truly is correct. It's really shitty for him to snitch, for him to snitch like that. And I don't even think he. First of all, he never snitched. Let's get that out of the way. He never once looked the students in the eye and was like, "Your teacher is a werewolf." Hermione figured that out on her own. I will say he
1: wanted them to, just because those kids ain't smart, doesn't mean. Idiots, but that's not his
0: fault. He was like, if you're smart enough, then you could figure out the clues. But since Hermione Granger is the only bitch with a brain amongst any of you, then I guess you won't. I guess his secret is safe another fucking day. There's one thing about the scene from when Severus Snape was being the defense against the dark arts professor. And we have sidestepped this a lot. But this is the one thing, I don't know if it happens in the book, but it really did make me giggle. Uh there's there was a moment uh, when Draco was across the classroom and Harry Potter was um with his friends, mm-hmm. and Draco folded a note into a swan and then blew it very delicately over to Harry Potter. And that is the gayest That's shit I've ever <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that obviously I love it <laughs> it's what the fuck that's gay that's gay as hell and I loved it I love first of all I just want to say that Draco a mouth when maybe a piece of shit Just like Severus Neck, he may be a piece of shit, fucking bully, asshole kid, but he puts tremendous amounts of effort into bullying Harry Potter. He really does. (laughs) And that is the only, that thing only happens when you're trying to repress your gay feelings for your nemesis. That is the only way that happens. Oh, that's so funny. It's ridiculous. I seriously had to rewatch. I had to rewind. I was like, you did not just gently blow an origami swan over to Harry Potter and then make direct eye contact with him afterwards. Just say you like him, dude. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. I know he's, it's just, uh, (laughs) that's fine. Uh, Also talking about gay. Let's talk about the fact that the Weasley twins had the Marauders map. the longest amount of time they had the marauders map for the longest amount of time and they used it throughout their time here at hogwarts and for those of you who don't know the marauders map is a map that was made by the marauders who we have discussed beforehand that allows you to see everyone who is currently in hogwarts it doesn't matter if you're new it doesn't matter if you're old or where you are it gives you a complete map of hogwarts and who is in it from Dumbledore pacing in his heavily guarded office to the secret passageways in the ho- like in the hallways. And they explained that they used this map to pull all of their pranks and to not get caught. Answers that question. Now, I've talked about the fact that Peter Peckrew was a, a rat for 13 years. I'm going to talk about it more in a second. However, I just want to talk about the fact that um, the Weasley twins had this map four years and harry potter got that map and was looking at it and was looking at the dorms as the weasley twins would have done many times before to check on their little brother the little brother who was on that map and know uh, multiple times on his bed and peter peckery was at the foot of it at all times <laughs> what amount of time
1: Right, I was like, I need to, I need to know why y'all didn't see a grown ass man's name on the butt at the end of your brother's bed every night, and I need to know why you didn't go. What's happening?
0: It's just, it's just, it because oh my goodness, it just makes me think. It just makes me think that the twins were looking at the map, and they're like, "There's good old Ron fucking around and whatnot," and then at the end, they're like. What's that at the end of the bed? And they're like, Peter Peggrew. They're like, Peter Peggrew equals boy. Equals we just think our brother is gay for a number of years and we said nothing about it. Maybe. Fucking maybe. They're like, what kind of brothers would we be to go barging into our brother's room when he's getting some action? I guess. I'm like, have you guys not noticed the name of a grown ass man? They don't know who Peter Peggrew is. I Nobody mean, uh, knows who Peter Peggrew is. Nobody. T- this is the issue. Nobody talks about the past days. Nobody talks about Cyrus, Remus, or Peter Peggrew. They don't know who he is. That's probably just some girlfriend that they never talked to. He was like, "I don't know a Peter. Do you know, know a Peter? Do you know a Peter? I don't know a Peter. Who's this Peter? Where did do he find know? a boyfriend? When did you, when did he find a boyfriend? And they just never talked about it, which means for years, they just thought that their brother was gay and didn't snitch on him, which is iconic. What allies? All right, guys, that's it for this. Rest your ears and see us in our next part of Harry Potter and the,
1: oh my God, he's a felon. (laughs) Because children should definitely be allowed to fuck with the space-time continuum. And you know what? That really gets me. You can find us on both Twitter and Instagram at ykwgmpod. You can find me on
0: Twitter at cc crime that i being a 1 and on Instagram at crimson crime that e being a 3. And you can find me at rocky circle
1: on both Twitter and Instagram.